Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we have some developments in Georgia about the election I think you're going to be interested in hearing about, including finally some kind of an audit of these machines. I think it has a lot to do with the video I played on yesterday's show of that expert witness at the Georgia Senate hearing about the 2020 election saying, hey, man, I hacked into one of the election machines at a polling location about the election going on right now in Georgia. And we were on the show yesterday, Joe and I, we were like, wait, what? So now I've got some developments on that. I've got some cancel culture stuff. Also, video that, I, I, can we say piss you off? We shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it anyway. Video that will upset you. Maybe that's the family-friendly way to say it. Uh, coming out of New York City last night with New Year's of Mayor DeBalzio there. You're not going to want to miss that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Surf the web in peace. Go to Express vpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, of course it's Friday, so in your 1960s game show voice, the greeting we've done every Friday for the last year or so, it's off to you, buddy. You take it from here. It's Friday! <laughs> yeah! And it's so also glad. a new year. Uh, good riddance Happy 2020. Joe, before we get started, yep. I get to my first spot. I'm going to go through um, my um, my best of 2020 list. Everybody's doing them. All right. Um, so uh, everybody cue it up. Joe, get the sound bites and stuff ready. Here is our best of 2020. Okay, there you go. That was the best of 2020. <laughs> now let's get to the show. You didn't miss anything, folks. In case you're listening on the radio, did I fast forward? That, that was the best. Okay. Of course, Joe doesn't actually have any cuts because there is no best of 20. We're all alive still. Most of us, if you're listening, you're alive. That's the best of yeah. 2020. I, 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 you could probably, I didn't like coordinate that no. with Joe. Right? But Joe, you could probably read my mind where I was going with that, right? I hope so. I you're not like, so. wait, wait, what he's calling for. What cuts are you talking about? There's no best of 2020 cuts. All right. I know. I keep saying I'm going to get right to the point. This is what I do. I, let's get to it. Today's right, show brought man. to you by our friends at Magic Spoon. With the new year, we're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon is the ultimate flavors you love. Folks, listen. Let me. This stuff is just amazing. It tastes fantastic. I love it. It's a huge hit in my house. Why? 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 What's the best thing about it? Well, you love. Everybody loves cereal growing up. What was the bad side? It all had sugar and junk in it. Well, Magic Spoon doesn't have the bad stuff. It is zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net car- grams of carbs in each serving. Many of you have asked, and now you can finally build your very own custom variety box with Magic Spoon. Stuff is delicious. You're going to be addicted. You can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors, including peanut butter, uh, excuse me, peanut butter and cinnamon. It tastes amazing. Honestly, if you think it's too good to be true, it's not. My daughter, Isabel, wolfs down boxes of this stuff. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab a variety pack today. Send me your emails about it. You're going to love it. We get tons of amazing feedback. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Joe, let's go. There it is. The bell, the first bell of 2021 after that lengthy best of 2020 segment. Took up a lot of time there. Let's get right to the important stuff. So what's going on in Georgia? Remember that video I showed you yesterday about the uh, expert witness at the Georgia Senate hearing? The expert witness saying, hey, fellas, I kind of hacked into this voting location for the Georgia Senate runoff going on now. 
saying that they had connectivity to it and also saying these things aren't even supposed to be accessible to the internet, you know, polling locations and polling pads and stuff like that. Kind of a big deal. It was the guy was under oath. So we'll assume he was telling the truth or trying to tell the truth or whatever. So that was kind of a big deal. That video won nuclear on Bongino report yesterday. We played it on the show. So now we're finally getting hopefully a little bit of progress. Listen, is this going to turn out well for us? I don't know. I'm not in the predictions business anymore. Predictions have all gone down the tubes. Who could have predicted what happened in 2020? But check this story out in John Solomon's site, Just the News, which is terrific. It'll be available in my show notes, also known as the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Pennsylvania lawmakers appeal to McConnell. Georgia court sets hearing in latest election challenges. Frenzied actions pile up as January 6th deadline for congressional certification approaches. So what's going on down in Georgia? Well, remember that other video we had in Fulton County at the State Farm Arena? It's been going everywhere. They're, they're running commercials on it at TV. Remember where they took the ballots out from under oh, the table yeah, yeah. after vote Remember vote count yeah. observers, Joe? They left for the night. Oh. Listen, there's no dispute that the vote observers, the election observers left. The reason they left, again, to give both sides of a story, which we do fairly and the media doesn't, the reasons they left is up for grabs. The state of Georgia is saying we didn't order them to leave. The vote observers were saying, well, you know, we're not so sure. We, were, we, we thought they, were, they told us they were done for the night. So there's this video out there. These ballots come out after election observers leave and they start getting counted. That happened in Fulton County. That was in State Farm Arena. That's important. Why? The screenshot from this piece, you'll see why now. It says, to the South, momentum was building among Trump supporters in Georgia after the GOP-controlled state Senate Judiciary Committee approved an audit of voting machines in Fulton County, the home to Atlanta. That's where this whole state farm arena, ballots from under the table, after observers left thing happened. And they held a hearing where one expert claimed he could access voting machines that were not supposed to be connected to the Internet. Folks, I would love to see an audit of these Fulton County machines. Listen, if nothing happened, I've said this repeatedly, and I will say it again, and I will go to my grave with this. I don't, obviously, obviously, I don't want voter fraud to have happened. Everybody wants an honest result. I've run for office. If you lose, you want to lose fair and square. You don't want to lose and be cheated. If you win, you want to win fair and square. No one wants to be known as a guy who won by cheating. All right. Uh, again, not a, 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 this is not virtue signaling. It's just common sense. If the Fulton County machines in State Farm Arena and elsewhere are audited and everything comes back A-OK, or there is some fraud detected, but it's not enough to overturn the result, I'm not happy with the result, but that's fine. But I don't understand if you're interested in transparency what the problem with an audit would be and why it took this long. It's now, it's unbelievable. I actually had to check the date. Last night was New Year's. How stupid is that? I actually had to check the date for a moment. I forgot. It's January 1st. Yes, we are recording. This is not our show we recorded yesterday. We produced the show today. This is the show. It is, well, you're not supposed to say the time because we're on terrestrial. It's whatever time you're listening to it on terrestrial radio. But it is January 1st. What took so long? An audit trail should not have been a big deal. If those state farm ballots that were counted after election observers left, were all legitimate. There were no recounts. There were no problems with the vote. Fine. But I don't understand what the problem with an audit would be. Why would you want people to not have faith in the results of an election? So that's some good news. Some semi-good news. We'll see what happens. Second, from the Just the News piece. 
Sorry, folks. The Superior Court in Fulton scheduled a hearing Monday and accepted an emergency petition from a group of Georgian voters called Voter Georgia demanding a forensic inspection of November mail-in ballots. Sorry, chemo stuff's driving me a little You're crazy. Cool, bro. We've just received notice that we will be granted thanks, man. A hearing Monday, January 4th at 11 a.m. and our emergency petition to visually inspect and forensically examine all Fulton County mail-in ballots. Garland Favorito, one of the petitioners, told the Epic Times. This includes the how the, those processed at State Farm Arena and those that auditors detected as potentially fraudulent. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Monday, January 4th, a hearing what the Hades took so long. If you have nothing to hide with this and you want people to have faith that there was a free and fair and an election built around integrity and an actual loss or a win, then you don't hide an audit trail and you don't avoid an audit trail. So now we're supposed to have an audit. We're supposed to have a hearing January 4th. We'll see how that turns out. I'd still like to get an answer on that video that the so-called fact checkers have tried to debunk and yet haven't actually debunked anything in the video. Nobody questions the authenticity of it. Nobody questions the observers left. Nobody questions the ballots came out from under the table. Were they legitimate ballots? They could have been. Of course they could have been. Could it have been fraud? Maybe. Worth checking out. No? Insane that we're having to have this conversation. If this were Democrats, by the way, and Joe Biden had lost Georgia, according to their tallies, and there was a video in a primarily Republican county of Republican in a Republican county, right? Of we don't know the the but, but people pulling ballots out from under the table while obsec- election observers left. There would be riots right now. People would be furious if there were no audit. But because they think Trump lost Georgia, nobody really seems to care. All right, so I have an update now. Check that article out. It's really important, folks. Um, all right, we doing on time here. Sorry, folks. A little been a little bit of a rough morning so far. So I hope you'll bear with me. But I told you, I'm gonna never do a show if I, I don't feel ready to do it. I've told you that a thousand times. I appreciate you sticking with me. We've been the number one conservative podcast this whole week, thanks to you. So I really appreciate it. All right, let me move, let me break this up a little bit because I want to get to some serious stuff next after this. But I'm gonna play you some video that's probably gonna upset you. Well, first it'll make you laugh, then it'll upset you. But after that, I want to get to the if there's if there's one major myth about big government I could dispel. I want to do a segment on this that you're going to love. And this is primarily directed at our younger audience on college campuses who have to defend freedom and liberty all the time. You're not going to want to miss this segment coming up. But before that, this is last night, a little bit of humor for you. Joe got to see this before, of course. (laughs) So Andy Cohen, I don't know if you know Andy Cohen, but he does those Bravo shows. Andy's got the full one. You ever see those like Real Housewives of every city in America? That's Andy Cohen's uh, production deal there over there. He does those shows on Bravo. So every year, I think this is every year, the last few years on CNN, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper do a New Year's Eve special. And for some reason, I candidly don't understand they they start boozing it up on the air. I don't get that. It's live TV. That could break bad really fast. Um, I'm just saying, if you're down in bottles of Don Julio 1942 or whatever it is, or Casa Dragones tequila, you know, by by hour two of that, 
that could get pretty ugly on TV. Now, Joe, who was a broadcast <laughs> professional for probably 30 years, right? Things can happen on live radio oh, and TV. Yes. And adding the component oh, of alcohol yes. consumption, wouldn't you agree, Producer Joe, could probably throw a curveball in the, oh, or actually a monkey wrench into the machinery, a curveball at the batter? <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Maybe? You think? <laughs> well, this is the kind of stuff that happens. This is hilarious. So Cohen, Andy Cohen last night, he's probably, who knows how much he's had to drink, but um, he looks a little, let's just say buzzed. So he's on with Anderson Cooper and they're, they're talking about some other stuff. And I'll, I'll play the video of this in a minute afterwards, but Mayor de Blasio, communist mayor of New York, who has shut down the entire city, was out there on TV last night after midnight when the ball dropped in Manhattan and was dancing up, now no social distancing at all, dancing up a storm with his wife there. We're kind of weird. I thought we were supposed to social distance or whatever. So setting a bad example for everyone, and Andy Cohen, who I'm guessing is a liberal, I'm just guessing, by the way, I've heard him talk on Bravo, loses it on, on, on DeBalzio. Check this out. This is hilarious. It's 2020 done. is freaking gone. God. So we I'm flushed it down the toilet. I, do not, I definitely like do not need this. Like mess that it was. This is a little half. I like saying that. Let's just, mm. I, I'm glad I brought two bottles of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Eh. All right. Eh. All right. Oh, my God. I'm like, that's how I felt when I saw Mayor de Blasio dancing just now. <laughs> what are you, what are you, I just yeah. don't need to see that at the beginning of 2021. Do something with this city. <laughs> Honestly, get it together. God. Goodness. All right. Anyway. I'll we, be, we still got a lot of show. Tiptoeing back to Bravo in about 20 minutes. <laughs> but while I have this platform, I got some other stuff I want to say, oh, too. <laughs> you know, what did they say when you lose Walter Cronkite? Well, when you lose Andy Cohen, who I'm, again, I, I've, I've seen him on Bravo occasionally. Andy Cohen, I'm, I'm reasonably confident, Joe, is not a conservative Republican. Just based not. on what he said. Yeah. I've I've heard some of his commentary in the past. When you lose Andy Andy Cohen, he's got it together. He said, I, "It's over." Like when the Balzio doesn't have Cohen in his corner, that and that's it. That's the thing. Like maybe maybe the maybe the I don't know what they're drinking there. Who knows? I don't know if it's moonshine, tequila, vodka. I have no idea. But Cohen's not faking it. He has clearly got a blood alcohol level a little elevated there. If you know what I mean? And there you go. What do they say? And vino veritas, man. You know the truth comes out. The truth comes out. They can't stand this guy either, DeBalzio, and why? Well, here's the video of DeBalzio, communist mayor of New York City who has shut down the city, bankrupted all his restaurants, uh, basically goes after the police department uh, anytime he can, uh, wants to steal your money, believes in socialism and redistribution. So while you're shut down and you can't make money in your restaurant, here's DeBalzio dancing up a storm in New Year's Eve last night. Check this out. I'm sorry, it wasn't New Year. That was actually New Year because it was after the ball dropped. So my mistake, precision matters. There's the Balzio right there. I'm sure he's having a great time while you're all going bankrupt in New York. Again, when you've lost Andy Cohen, it's pretty much over. Get it together. <laughs> Get that was we made, priceless, man. You know, listen, <laughs> do me a favor, Joe. Yeah. You know, we don't. Just can you cut that as a as a drop for us in the future? Absolutely. Yeah, you know we don't use them too much. We use them sparingly, which I always appreciate. It's very good. You know what? But we have Come On Man with Biden. Yes. We have Donnie Brasco, our go tos. 
We have Muttley, which we haven't used in a while. Right. But can you add Andy Cohen? Can you cut that for me Absolutely. today? Would you mind? We'll do. Get it together. Thank you. Uh-huh. Folks, that could be a classic, an instant. And, and, and Joe, I'll give you discretion. <laughs> if you see one of those moments to drop an Andy Cohen, you just drop it. <laughs> we'll Get it do. together. Folks, please watch the video. Because his facial reactions, Cohen, are even better. Rumble.com slash Bungino. If you want to watch the video, check that out. All right. You know what? Before I get to this segment, we remove where we only have two sponsors today. Don't worry. Uh, not a lot of spot, not a heavy spot load for today's show on New Year's, but they're both great sponsors. I appreciate your support of our sponsors. They love to be here. Uh, our friends, Bravo Company Manufacturing, sponsor today's show. The next segment, you're not going to want to miss, so don't go anywhere. Um, it's important, really. It brings, uh, it's going to bring back some memories of stuff Joe and I did a while ago. So don't miss the segment. What is Bravo Company Manufacturing? Started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. Bravo Company Manufacturing, also known as BCM, for obvious reasons, Bravo Company Manufacturing, builds a professional-grade product built to combat standards. Let me just cut to the chase here. Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company. If you want hunting rifles, that's great. There's a lot of terrific, wonderful companies that do that. Bravo Company Manufacturing does not manufacture those types of firearms. They manufacture life-saving equipment. They want to be sure when a rifle leaves their shop, it'll be it, it, that if it's used in a life or death situation, God forbid, by a citizen, law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas, that it functions, that it works. Quality is all that matters to them. Every component of these incredible BCM rifles, I have two of them, are hand assembled and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin to a, a life-saving standard. You'll see me wearing their shirts sometimes. BCM puts people before their products. Well, why? Well, they build their products because they feel it's their moral responsibility to provide tools that will not fail the user when it's not just a paper target. God forbid someone coming to do your harm. Again, this is not a sporting arms company. These are life-saving rifles and firearms. Because of this, BCM knows that making these life-saving tools only half the story. They work with leading instructors of marksmanship from top levels of American Special Operation Forces, from Marine Corps Force Recon to U.S. Army Special Forces, connecting them with other Americans. If you want to learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing and their terrific rifles and firearms, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com where you can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's Bravo Company M, like Mary, F like Frank, G like George, bravocompanymfg.com. You can check them out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Check them out. These are really terrific firearms. All right, thanks, BCM. You know, I wake up every morning and I think to myself, what are the big, big principled issues we have to get across in the show so the people who watch my show feel like they left it understanding more than when they came in? And if there was one big issue, I would get out of the way and say, government is in it to help the little guy. They are not. Government is in the business of crushing the little guy, always. You don't believe me? Look at this Just the News story. Be up in the show notes. Available in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to check it out. Government forced shutdowns, right? Amazon, Walmart, so profits surge. Joe, am I reading that right? Profits surge in 2020 as small businesses decimated by the pandemic. Retail giants have filled the void left by shuttered shops and consumers scared to venture out. So we have governments shutting down small businesses, restaurant owners, telling people they can't go out, telling people they can't do this and that. And what happens? Government that's supposedly in it for the little guy actually destroys the little guy while retail and I'm, ladies and gentlemen I'm a capital I'm a capitalist I don't have 
any beef against Walmart or Amazon doing what capitalists do. I do have beefs with them doing non-capitalist liberty uh, things, but I don't have a problem with them making money. That's not the point. The point is this. I want you to look at this from the just the news piece. Amazon's blowing up right now. It's you, the mom and pops out there trying to earn a living and feed your kids. You're the ones getting screwed over. Quote, just the news. Amazon's third quarter earnings for this year, the most recent available, Report an operating cash flow of $55 billion for the preceding 12 months, up from $35 billion for the same period in 2019. Net sales increased 37% to $96 billion in the third quarter, compared with $70 billion in the third quarter of 2019. The company said while its operating income, its overall profit increased nearly 94% from $3.2 billion to $6.2 billion. Wow. That's really great for Amazon. Disclosure, I do have Amazon stock in a portfolio of mine. Good for Amazon. They seem to be doing great. But isn't that kind of weird how the same government that claims to be looking out for your best interests in a pandemic which shuts you down created a golden opportunity and a runway, Joe, for the Amazon plane to take off and then take all your business away from you as you were shut down? Hmm. I thought government was in it for the little guy. I, I, I'm confused. Now, of course, Drawing a contrast, well, government's supposed to be in it for the little guy. You're telling me Amazon is not the little guy. Government created a runway for Amazon to take business away from little guys that were shut down. Well, what exactly happened to the little guy? That's the only way to show the contrast, right? Well, let's see from the just the news piece. What actually happened to small businesses? Oh, it ain't good. It ain't good, folks. It ain't a word in this case. Small businesses have throughout 2020 suffered significant widespread closures as a result. Yelp September 2020 economic impact report found that the number of small businesses that had closed permanently in the U.S. had increased approximately 165% from April to September, rising from about 37,000 to roughly 98,000. Every one of those small businesses is a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a friend, a cousin, or whatever, sitting at a table at night with his head in his hand, wondering what happened. Wondering how his entire life got thrown away so fast. Everything they put their time into, your clothing store, your sandwich shop, your bagel shop, your electronics store, whatever it is, you got buried because they shut you down. And when they shut you down, what happened? People went on their phones and computers and did what they always do. They go to Amazon. A lot of those people now, maybe, listen, ladies and gentlemen, creative destruction's a thing. Businesses go in and out of, uh, businesses are created and destroyed all the time. That's not what happened here, folks. Let's be crystal clear. We're not talking about liberty and freedom. We're not talking about economic liberty and Joseph Schumpeter's creative destruction where bad businesses go out of business and good businesses take their place. Are we crystal clear, Joe? If I miss this, yeah, stop me as the audience on buzzing. That's bro. not what we're talking about. Right. We are talking about businesses now going out of business in this pandemic that were perfectly fine had great products, had good people, had dedicated workers. They were put out of business by the government who then shut them down, who then gave an avenue to places like Amazon and Walmart. And I'm not knocking them to take the business away. And some of those customers will then never come back. So again, if I could dispel one major myth about government, it's that they're in it for the little, they're not in it for the little guy. Why? Why is government not in it for the little guy? Well, let's think about this using logic and reason, something the left never does. What does government exist to do? Joe, remember um, Chuck Ecker, the Howard County executive? Oh, God yeah. God rest his soul. Fond from, uh, Maryland. Yeah. We've told this story. 
Well, when I was running for office in Maryland, he was a county executive for Howard County. And I ran into an event one time and we got talking about big government. And he said something to me. Some of you have heard this on the show before. Yes. Some of you haven't. Some of our newer listeners. Yes. We were talking about big government. And he said to me, you know, Dan, government will always grow. There's nothing you can do. In a free society, in a not free society, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Government grows no matter what. And I said, yeah, I know that, Chuck. I, I understand. He said, Dan, you know why government always grows? He said, because there's no power in yes. It was brilliant brilliant. There's no power in yes. When you're a government bureaucrat, people naturally crave power. If you tell people, yes, you can open a business. You mean I don't need a license or anything? No, no, just open a business. Do your thing. When you tell people, yes, there's no power in it. There's only power in what? No. Because then people have to come to you to get to yes. And when people have to come to you to get to yes, what do they do? Lobby you, maybe a campaign donation. Maybe if you're Hunter Biden, you, you kick up 10% to the big guy, Papa Joe. There is no, do you understand this? this is, if there was ever a golden rule, if there was one thing said to me in my time running for office that transformed the way I looked at things. I don't want to say transform, but really distilled it down to one sentence. That was it. There is no power in yes. There's only power in telling people no. How do you get to know? Why is government not in it for the little guy? Because what does government do? Government gets to know because they exist to create obstacles. Obstacles are the nose. A license to braid hair. Why do I need a license to braid hair? Because we want hair braiding lobbyists to come to us and give our Democrat lobby uh, or whatever, our Democrat constituency money so we can get elected. So hair, it's not a joke, by the way. There are some states where to braid hair, you need a license. What the hell? To do it professionally, you need a license? What's the downside of braiding hair wrong? Someone comes back like, hey, I don't like my braids. It's not a joke. You can put it in a search engine yourself. <laughs> they want a, unions of hair braiders to then come to the Democrats and say, here's a boatload of money so we can get to yes, so we can braid hair. There is no power in yes. There is only power in no. And the way you get to know is by creating obstacles to people, shutting their businesses down and making them kiss your butt to open up again. How are obstacles dealt with? Ladies and gentlemen, they're dealt with with lawyers and lobbyists. Bunch of lawyers and lobbyists that then go to these powerful county commissioners, congressmen, state reps, state senators, whatever they may be. And they spend all day at cocktail parties, eating their foie gras lunches, having their two martini lunches, kissing their butts. Isn't it great to have your butt kissed all day to try to get you to yes? Hey, I'd like to open up a business. Yeah, go ahead, open. There's no power in that. No, no, you're going to need a light. Well, who controls the license? Commissioner Joey Bag of Donuts. Well, now let's get him to the table. You ever what? Yeah. You ever see that movie Casino? Yeah. Yeah, most people have seen it. You know, Bob, uh, uh, crazy Bob De Niro's in it. But the movie's uh, supposedly based on a true story. And there's that one scene where De Niro's running a casino in like 1970s Las Vegas when it was like the Wild West out there. And he's got to hire this incompetent buffoon who's like the nephew of a county commissioner. 
The guy winds up screwing everything up, costing the casino a fortune. Yeah, yeah. De Niro fires the guy, Ace. He plays Ace in the movie. De Niro's crazy, but he plays this guy Ace in the movie. Apparently he's a real person. After he fires the kid, the county commissioner comes in with the Stetson hat and sits down, like throws his feet up on the desk. And he says, I think we can find another position for him. And he's like, no, he's got to go. And all of a sudden, what happens? Ace can't get his license to operate the casino because there's no power in yes. Government is not in it for the little guy. Amazon and Walmart are exploding because Amazon and Walmart have lawyers and lobbyists that know how to get to yes and have a lot of money to pay for yes when you don't. Mom and pop sandwich shop down the block. Papa's hoagies. We had a, when I was a kid growing up, we had a deli in the corner, Nino's. They had Nino's and Tommy's in Glendale. If you grew up in Glendale and Liberty Park, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They were two competitors. There was Tommy's Deli and Nino's. Nino's was on one corner. Tommy's was on the other. I preferred Tommy's, whatever. But Tommy, Tommy had like three employees. Tommy doesn't have an army of lobbyists like Amazon to get to yes. City inspector comes in and shuts him down, says, eh, health-related stuff. Sorry, buddy, you're out of business for a few months. Amazon can fight back. So can Walmart. They stayed open. How come you didn't? How come? Government. That's how come. Government, who's supposedly in it for the little guy. Government only exists to create obstacles. Big companies, big tech companies, big pharma companies. And I don't mean big in an insulting way. Again, I'm a capitalist. I don't fault people for creating business models that function. I'm simply stating a fact, a tautology. Big companies will have big budgets and those big budgets will enable them to hire lawyers and lobbyists who can get politicians to yes while you're stuck at no. Never understood why people believe this fairy tale that government is somehow in it for the little guy. Let me get to point two here. So problem one, talking about this myth about government being in it for the little guy. Problem one is, what does government do? They create obstacles. There's another problem here. The other problem with government is bureaucrats and politicians are human beings. <laughs> that nothing, wow, transformative statement. No, it's not. But folks, even though what I said is there's nothing bold about it, it it's, of course they are. People seriously forget that. What is it, Federalist 51? If men were angels, right? We wouldn't need government. Oh, yeah. But listen, we forget that. Their incentives, people you put in power, government, are not yours. They're human beings driven by their own quest for power, for money, for fame, for notoriety for influence. They can be greedy, mercenary, gluttonous, just like everyone else. There's nothing special about politicians. So number one, they exist to create obstacles, but number two, they're only human and their incentives are not yours. So you should be asking yourself if their incentives are not your incentives then why exactly would you give them dominion over your life? Would you give them power over your life? Why would you do that? What do I mean? Joe was kind enough to cut this 
video clip from uh, WGN, right, Joe? WGN, I believe this is in uh, Chicago or Illinois. I want you to watch this story for a moment. It's about, I don't know, 45, 50 seconds or so. You want to see how people you put in power over your life when you think big government is your savior, how their incentives aren't your incentives? This is a school board official, a video about a school board official who wants schools to remain shut down, but seems to live by a different set of rules herself. Check this story out. Sarah Chambers is on the union's executive board as an area vice president. As recently as today, she tweeted to rally special education teachers not to return to work Monday because it's unsafe. But just a few hours earlier, Chambers posted a picture on Instagram that appears to show her poolside in Puerto Rico and talking about going to Old San Juan for seafood. The post also mentions that she previously had COVID, got a negative test result and consulted her doctor before traveling. Both Chambers and the teachers union have not responded to our request for comment. Since we reached out, though, Chambers has deleted her Instagram account. The Chicago Teachers Union is threatening the possibility of a strike if the district pushes ahead with plans to reopen school buildings. So just to be clear, this official with some authority, some school board official, Sarah, whatever her name is, she doesn't think your kids should be back in school, but she's out there posting on Instagram an account she subsequently deleted, photos of her on vacation. And the story is even more tragic after that. She says, you may be thinking, oh, well, this she had an automatic out, Joe. She said, well, I already had COVID, Mm -hmm. so I probably have some kind of immunity, so it's okay for me to travel. Oh, so just to be clear, your individual circumstances matter for your life and you can do what you want, but thousands of others' individual circumstances, kids who may have had COVID and parents who could go back to school, no problem, who probably have the same immunity you have, their circumstances don't matter, only yours do. Do you now get the why big government is a f- I'm trying to desperately to keep this show family friendly these days. They can't possibly the people in power align their incentives with your incentives because they don't know anything about you just like you don't know this woman had covid. You get what I'm saying? Joe, please tell oh, me this sh- makes sense. Dude, yes. To me, yeah. They have no idea. Sh- She's making a blanket decision, this school board official. None of you should go back to school Mm -hmm. despite having no idea about your circumstances, risk tolerance, history with COVID, whether you've been vaccinated, whether you're susceptible to it or not. She has no idea. She then lives by a different set of rules, goes on vacation, and then cites her individual circumstances as the excuse. No, no, but I'm okay. Yeah, but I'm okay too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm in charge, and I didn't know you were okay because I'm in charge. That's the point. Uh-huh. Let me do my thing and let you do your thing. You made my, you made my, my point, not, not your point. Their incentives are not your incentives. They will never be your incentives. Whether it comes to policy based on your kid's schooling, their incentives are to get paid as school board reps and to keep power and to put obstacles in your way to get people to kiss their butts, to have them get to yes from no, that's their incentive. What's your incentive as a parent to get your kid a darn education. That's your incentive. Those incentives, ladies and gentlemen, are not even remotely aligned. They're not even in the same cosmos. Do you understand that? So why would you give this person power over you if her incentives are to screw you over? 
It's not even her fault. I'm not talking about her decision to go to Puerto Rico. That is her fault. I'm talking about the incentives. That is simply the structure of human beings. They are rational maximizers. They will maximize their own benefit at your expense. She's not in it for you. So why give her power? Now, you know why I talk about things like school choice, despite the fact it doesn't poll even in the top 10 of issues most of the time? Economic choice? Their economic incentives aren't yours. Their healthcare incentives aren't. You want government-run healthcare because you believe with a straight face that bureaucrats like this, their incentives are to keep you healthy? You actually believe that? Why would you believe that? They don't know you. They don't care. Why do you believe that? I don't understand. A faceless bureaucrat vacationing in Puerto Rico or whatever, you think she cares about your kid's education? And her fellow bureaucrats on the healthcare side of Chicago or Illinois or the federal government, that they care about your health, your cancer treatments, your diabetes, your insulin injections. You think they care about you? Why do you think that? I mean, it's it's almost delirious. All right, let me get to my last story, folks. <laughs> And I should have said Happy New Year in the beginning of the show. Happy New Year. I hope you all have it. Let's hope 2021 is better. Obviously, the best of segment was really exhausting in the beginning. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I tweeted that out. Someone didn't get the joke yesterday. I was on Parlor and Twitter and uh, I was going to put it on Facebook too, but I was doing the uh, elliptical yesterday, trying to get a, get a little sweat. I'm trying to sweat these chemicals out of me. And uh, not chemical. I'm not like a drug addict. It was the chemo stuff. And uh, I, I put on uh, on Parlor. I said, "Here's my best of 2020 list with a semi uh, with a uh, with a colon at the end." And some people didn't get the joke. They're like, "Damn, where is it?" I'm like, "That's the list. There's nothing there. That is the parlay, the best of 2020." Most other people got it. It's been a rough year. So happy New Year. Let's hope 2021 will be better. I'm always an optimist. But here's my last story. This will be up in the show notes too, folks. I've warned you about cancel culture. How cancel culture is not about. And it's never been about principles. It has nothing to do with trying to be anti-racist or anything like that. Cancel culture is a power play. People who can't succeed in a meritocracy, a capitalist system where you have to work for a living to get ahead and obtain money and influence and power and all of that kind of stuff in a meritocracy, people who can't do that because they're losers, what do they do? They have to find power other ways, typically through manipulation, chicanery, uh, outright fraud, or attaching themselves surgically to the caboose of liberal movements and becoming cancel culture people because there's power in that. The ability to cancel someone, how we think it's disgusting, but liberals love it. They, they find power in that because they can't find power anywhere else. Here's the problem with cancel culture. I'm going to get to this Breitbart story. And liberals, you better take note. Here's a warning for you. It is only a matter of time before cancel culture comes for you. You may be thinking, not me. I'm a liberal. I'm safe. Are you sure? Why don't you check out this Breitbart story? Be in the show notes today. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a library of material out there on people who are, let's not call them liberal, but let's call them not conservatives. You better be careful that that library of material doesn't come back and bite you too. Breitbart. Rapper, Democrats Ossoff and Warnock featured at a campaign rally, has a history of degrading women online by Ashley Oliver Breitbart. The rapper's BRS Cash, I have not heard of him, Cash with a K. Don't know the guy, never met him, don't listen to his stuff. 
I'm not even going to mention what he wrote in some of his tweets because it's pretty gross and disgusting. Involves treatment of women that, and by the way, it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, don't be a snowflake. No, no, it's disgusting. I'm, that's why I'm not reading it because there are younger folks who listen to the show. What this guy, BRS Cash, tweeted. He was on the stage with Warnock and Ossoff. Like, hey, these are my guys. Is it a national scandal that this guy, BRS Cash, this rapper, happened to tweet some totally disgusting things about women? Again, I'm not talking about like, oh, you're being too sensitive. I'm talking about when you read it, and if you read the Breitbart piece, you'll be like, huh? Was on the stage with Ossoff and Warnock. Why isn't it a national scandal? You may say, Dan, you're refuting your own point. You're saying eventually that this is going to come for liberals, but it hasn't because this isn't a national scandal. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, these tides have turned and this is going to happen soon. And why? Because movements that are based in principles are naturally self-limiting, right? When you mm -hmm. reach an end point and you reach that principle and that principle, your movement eventually peters out. And when I say Peter's out, I don't mean disappears. I'm confusing, Anna. Joe, let me well, give you a, yeah, a hard yeah. example so you uh, yeah. understand what I mean. Yeah, straighten out. When you see an obvious wrong, I mean an obvious moral stain or blemish, and you see movements develop around it, Jim Crow in the South, people get behind it. They see it's a moral and ethical stain on our society. People get behind taking it down, which we did. You understand that? People understood that no sane society of moral and ethical people can exist with it. There was never any separate but equal. No one was equal in that separation. But the movement over time, the to, to end Jim Crow, the movement, not the civil rights movement, but that ended because we got rid of it. Thank God. It was based on a principle and a sound principle that this is wrong. There's no separate but equal. They weren't equal. There was no separate... Besides, there's nothing about separation that was ethically responsible or moral either. You get what I'm saying? Mm. This movement now, a cancel culture, is not that. I just told you, it's not based in any principles. We can prove it. Because if people are canceled, according to cancel culture, because mistakes they made in their youth, then how is Joe Biden not canceled for openly campaigning with a Ku Klux Klan member? That's not a joke. He did that. Robert Byrd, the photos are out there. Nobody just, he celebrated the man at his funeral. So why isn't Joe Biden canceled? Because it's not based in principles, cancel culture. It's just based in power. What does that mean? And why is that going to boomerang on the left? Because folks, eventually, the movement does peter out because you run out of conservatives to attack. Because conservatives are pretty responsible folks. And you know, outside, of, you're not going to have a library of conservatives to continue to cancel. Once you're done with your library of conservatives to cancel, you have to move on to others. And then what happens? Well, you like the power. You like the ability mm. to cancel people. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, mark it January 1st, Friday, 2021. BRS Cash and others, you've been warned. It is only a matter of time before these leftists come for you. All of those at library of rap songs we've had out there, dropping N-bombs, calling women the B-word and and the H word, if you know what I mean. I'm not going to say it on the show. You know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, you are not going to be able to run from that. 
You're not going to be able to say, oh, we were talking about the, I've heard this before, how people talk in the streets and the rhythm. That doesn't make it right. A lot of things are said in the streets that aren't right. The fact that you put them in a song and glorified, it doesn't make it any righter. I'm telling you, once you start down this road to cancel culture, it is eventually going to consume everyone, them included. You need historical examples throughout human history. Look at every movement that started like this, right? Where eventually the movement consumed itself. You see it all the time. What do I always tell you? Famous last words in the French Revolution, right? While you were sitting under the guillotine. Wait, I'm on your side. There are no sides in this. Because Joe, there is no, a side means there's a principle. There is no guiding principle to cancel culture other than the quest for power. And people who do this and cancel people and feel empowered by it and strengthened by it, they love it. And they feed off the notoriety. Look what I did. I canceled this famous guy are eventually going to need new targets. And I'm telling you, people out there in the athlete community, the entertainment community, the music community, they're coming for you next. Make no mistake. This is just the beginning. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. A little bit of an abbreviated New Year's uh, Day show. I hope you have a really happy New Year. Uh, just a couple of thank yous. Uh, I really appreciate uh, my whole team working really hard for the whole year. It's been a great year for us. We finished the year this week. We were, I mean, to be fair, Ben Shapiro is always number one. He was on vacation this week. So give Ben a shout out. He, we, we were the number one conservative podcast this week. Uh, but thank you. It felt good. Yeah. Even though, you know, Ben was on vacation. He had best ofs. So I like Ben. He's a friend. But thank you. Um, it's a real honor. I appreciate you being with me. I hope uh, 2021 that we can continue growing the show. You mean a lot to me. Uh, it's been a busy year for all of us, obviously, with the health and everything and everything going on with you at home. I really appreciate it. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.